0: Yeah, so today I'm going to talk about ah, the Uncle Tom documentary. So it's a film about how black people used to be Republicans, and through hard work and religious values, seem to thrive after slavery. Though that's not the narrative that a lot of people know about. I know I didn't know about it until I watched the Uncle Tom documentary. a two-part series, part one and part two. I advise anybody, no matter what you believe, race, creed, culture, go watch it. It's just good information, just a different perspective, you know. Just uh, a lot of shades of gray. And just, you know, if you're into that type of thing, just uh, something to talk about. Just some uh, interesting point of view, you know what I'm saying? It might enrich your life a little bit. I know it did mine. Uh, I was under the impression, I'm sure, as a lot of people are, that slavery was one of the reasons black people as a race... Haven't always done so well in our country. And I mean, you know, obviously things were unfair, but, like, I grew up under the impression that, you know, a lot of the reasons we are the way we are, some of us, and, you know, a lot of the reasons uh, things are still kind of lopsided or a bit harder for us was because all due to slavery. And, like, through watching the video, watching the documentary, Uncle Tom, part one and part two, kind of gave me a bit of a different perspective, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it man. It kind of blew my mind. I thought that the lopsided unfairness of Jim Crow laws and the residual effects of racial injustice experienced by us as people was one of the main things that held us back and prevented us from being successful. But, yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's weird, because, like, Uncle Tom documentary. It not only makes some valid points as to why that might not be true, it also points out why some of it couldn't be. It might shows you how black people were not only not hindered by slavery, slavery, but were actually very dignified, religious, and successful immediately afterwards. Like, you know what I mean? Like, once after slavery, like, yeah, it shit had a lot of footage. A lot of interviews, a lot of pictures of, like, successful black people, good family values, you know, the dad was still in the home, you know, like, this man, so plenty of evidence through movie footage and personal accounts of our family oriented and together we were, how we thrived in business and education, things I didn't know and really wasn't exposed to in school or throughout my life. I mean, I'm sure if you looked hard enough as this guy did, you could find it, but it definitely, like... It's definitely not a loud part of the narrative, I could say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like it's not what I thought. You know what I'm saying? Our culture was, you know, like I thought, you know, hard times, things are unfair. You know what I mean? We got to work four times as hard and get, you know, two times less just to. And I mean, some of those things are true, but, you know, it's just. It, it showed me, like, it's all about perspective. And, you know, it, I'm not going to say no matter how hard things are. I don't want to get into catchphrases and non-sequiturs. But, you know, I, I want to kind of be objective. But, you know, even through those hard times, you know, they got it done. And it's proof of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's proof that even though things were unfair and, yeah, like, yeah. Horrible things happened to them. I'm not going to say us because it didn't happen to me. I hate, I mean, me personally, I don't like when people try to identify with the hardships of what they went through because, I mean, you know, things are difficult for us, but nothing compares to what, you know, slavery was back then. But, you know, for what they went through and when they came out, they were well adjusted, you know. They were a lot of happy people, you know what I mean? And, yeah, they, they didn't allow most of them, like I didn't see, like for what I saw, our culture, black culture, didn't allow slavery to be a big hindrance, you know what I mean, or Jim Crow laws, or how unfair things were at the time, you know what I mean, and see, that's where the shades of gray come, I'll get into that later, but you know, it's like, uh, because you look at it like, well, you know, we should have spoke up, you know what I'm saying? You should always speak up when you see something wrong. And I'm not in disagreement with that, but like I say, it's shades of gray, you know what I mean? Like, And we'll talk about that, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah the real kicker, anything that blew my mind was the fact that... Uh, that's my sure. mom. The real kicker, anything that blew my mind was the fact that the thing that actually set us back and knocked us off course was actually something that seemed not only unselfishly noble but inevitably necessary, the civil rights movement, and I know that's crazy, you hear the civil rights movement, you think, well, yeah, it was necessary, anytime something's that unfair, you got to point it out, and I'm not saying you're wrong, you know what I mean, like, because that's why, that's why I want to talk about it, like, it's it's just shades of gray, it, it, like, I, people weren't wrong for pointing it out, you know what I mean, like, yeah, people weren't wrong for pointing it out, but the way we'll go over that, like the way it happened, like the reasons, like the real reasons behind it, you know, I'm not saying wrong or right, but just, you know, putting the information out there and giving me something to think about. And uh, just a different perspective, like, because yeah, when you hear about the civil rights movement, think of something that needed to be done. Groups of people sacrificing, doing whatever it took to bring light to the racial injustice and inequality going on at the time. And you're like, we well, yeah, especially you know, the state of our nation now, you know what I mean? Black Lives Matter, everybody's got a group, something's wrong, it needs to be said, we need to fight about it and pick it and beat each other up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, but when you find out the reasons behind it and what is ultimately distracting us from, you know, just evoke, just evoke thought, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it it made me pause from my point of view, and like, yeah, well, maybe what if I did look at it like this? And I'm not saying that's going to change anything, you know, but just something to think about. But, yeah, like when you hear something as noble as the civil rights movement, you know, thinking, you know, people that sacrificed and, yeah, like something that needed to be done, groups of people sacrificing doing whatever it took to bring light to racial injustice, you know what I mean? You respect and empathize with all the icons and people involved. You know what I mean? You look at their suffering, what they went through in order to hold the powers that be accountable and try to make things better for black people at a time. And you think like, well, how could something like that not be a good thing? And once again, like I say, shades of gray. Like it's not that it's not a good thing. It's just when you look at the whole effect that it had on everything, like what do you think? Like is it, you know what I mean? Like was it, what What might have been, you know what I mean? And it kind of sets straight the narrative that, yeah, like, like, slavery wasn't as bad on our people as it's portrayed. Not that it wasn't a horrible thing to happen. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people's going to hear this. But, like, yeah, not that it wasn't a horrible thing to happen. Not that it was right. You know what I mean? But, like, I guess now a lot of people use it as a crutch. And, it, yeah, it, it's going to sound funny, me saying this, but you, until you watch the documentary, then you understand what I mean, especially when I say shades of gray. Like, to really get an in-depth idea or understanding of why I feel like this or my point of view about the documentary, you're going to need to watch the documentary. Oh, I mean, unless you're just well-versed in those types of things. But, uh, yeah, you hear something like is... Noble is the civil rights movement. You're like, what What is he talking about? Yeah, because you respect and empathize with all the icons and people involved. You know, you look at the suffering, what they went through, all that to hold accountable, you know, the people in charge for not being fair. You know what I mean? But in reality, the picture isn't that black and white. It's actually, like most things, filled with cloudy shades of gray. That's why I call this particular podcast. I don't know if I could legally do that, but for right now, yeah, it's called, yeah, Shades of gray. But yeah, uh, so three research interviews, video, due diligence, and some plain common sense after you watch it. The documentary shows that the civil rights movement was actually an idea derived from communist countries with Marxist ideals. Wow. Marx, oh, hey, that's uh, my, my choice. Uh, the The research interviews video, due diligence, and some plain common sense, the documentary shows that the Civil Rights Movement was actually an idea derived from communist countries with Marxist ideals. So Marxism is like, uh, I mean, clinical definition is an economic and political theory that examines the flaws inherent in capitalism and seeks to identify an alternative, which is like, you know, the proper way to say it. But it's basically people who believe in Marxism believe that capitalism is a bad thing because it divides people into separate classes, rich and poor, and it allows the rich to kind of lord over and dominate the poor, exert the influence and power over them. And that's rarely a good thing due to corruption, personal or political political agendas, you know what I mean? Like, just because a person rich doesn't mean they have all the solutions for people that aren't them or what or don't believe in what they believe in, you know what I mean? And with, uh, yeah, Marxists believe capital, capitalism allows the people that control capitalism, like the, the rich people basically, to exert their influence over, yeah, the people that don't have power or money, you know what I'm saying? And they come up with ways to, like, stop it or deal with it. So, you know, that's not always a good thing. And then when you look at, uh, like, you look at, I mean, you have to do some of your own research. I don't want to get too into it. But uh, like Russia and uh, I believe Germany, they were big communists and uh, they were big on that. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, you look at what they're going through now. Capitalism, Oh, I mean, uh, communism over capitalism, I mean, you know, where would you rather be, you know what I mean? I know where I'd rather be, but, uh, oh, it's only five, right? no. Oh. Uh, but so, so that's a bit of a definition for Marxism. And then, um, yeah, so, and that's another thing I forgot. So, and the problem they have with capitalism is they believe that because of what they've been through, like, So the people with the power and the money kind of mistreat the people that don't have power and money. Like they kind of keep, you know, keep down the people so that, you know, it's unequal and they don't have to. They can keep their position and their power and the people under them. They, you know, they mistreat and make sure that there's never equality. You know what I mean? And what does that sound like? Who, does that, who do those people sound like they should talk to if they wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like, start a ride. <laughs> who do you think of Marxists the, in the 60s the 50s? Like, who should a Marxist talk to in America if they wanted to start a ride from over in Russia or Germany? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what the documentary, like, yeah, like, fam, they came and whispered in our ear, like, you know, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all should... Don't focus on, you know what I'm saying, like being who y'all are right now and being successful black people and, you know, look at y'all thriving businesses and, yeah, things are unfair, but you still getting it done, you know what I mean? Like, no, let's, you know, y'all should pick it and riot and miss work due to strikes, you know what I mean? And, yeah, like demand that the government take care of y'all. And we'll get into all that or some of it. Like I say, I don't want to. I want you to get your own perspective from the documentary. I don't want to just give you mine, you know, because we look at things through our experiences as well. So, you know, I looked at it through mine, and I want you to look at it through yours. And i love to hear you comments back. My Gmail is RyanTravers385 at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook as Random Ryan. I'm on uh, Instagram as RyanTravers. Uh, yeah, but I got a lot of ways to get uh in touch with me if you like to leave a comment or have something interesting to say. But uh yeah, so that's a quick uh definition of Marxism and how they feel. But yeah, it just the documentary just shocked me. Man. I was surprised to find out A lot of our civil rights activists were actually trained Marxists. And there's actually footage on the documentary of the Black Lives Matters. I call them front women. I can't call them founders because the documentary showed who's actually behind the Black Lives Matters movement. It's a white Marxist that he admits he's a Marxist. And, you know, he has a problem with the establishment. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't like capitalism. He wants, you know, all type of. He wants everything to just be, you know what I'm saying? Which is, I mean, almost impossible, but like I say, shades of gray. But uh, yeah, the Black Lives Matter front women, they're on the documentary saying that, yeah, they're trained Marxists, and yeah, they've got the guy that trained them right on there. And like I say, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to judge, or you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, And but I'm just wondering, like, how that reflects on how does that help the Black Lives Matter movement, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how exactly, you know what I'm saying? I know we want we want equality, but like, okay, so where does it come in to like demand that the government take care of us, you know what I mean? Like demand that, you know, it, like it's people on the uh, documentary saying You know, they got moms on there. I mean, and like I say, I'm not judging because I'm from that culture. I'm from that background. But, you know, you got a mom on there. She's got six kids and she's on the news, like, demanding that her uh, food stamps be turned on. You know what I mean? Not, like, saying, you know, things are messed up. I'm going to go get a job. I got six kids, no dad in sight. I got to do what I got to do. She's, like, on TV causing the ruckus for food stamps. And like I say... I'm not knocking it. I don't wanna come across like I'm judging cause I understand her, you know, she, we all made bad decisions. I've made a bunch of them, you know, uh, and you know, having, you know, having six, seven kids with no job and no dad, you know, that that could equate as a bad decision. I'm not judging, you know what I'm saying? Like, but some could look at that like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best decision. And you know, it's, you know, that's just a, a reflection of, yeah, like, that type of thinking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's uh, scream and shout for what's not fair instead of, you know, buckling down and doing what we gotta do regardless of the situation to survive or to live or to thrive. Cause we were thriving after slavery and I was very shocked and surprised to find out. Like we were better than as a collective, like black and the black community and the black culture, we were better than as a collective, on a successful to failure uh, spectrum, more on the successful side, yeah, than we are now. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you got some middle class, you got some poor, you got, you know, rich black people, which, uh, I mean, it seems like a lot in comparison to back then, but kind of few far in between collectively and when you look at, like, uh, the ratio, I guess you could say, you know what I mean? Like, it's not as big as it seems, but it is better than it was back then because there's more opportunities. But at the same time, you look at the, you know, the poverty stricken and, like, what a lot of us grow up believing and the way we feel about things, especially, i to be honest, some of our black women, you know what I mean? Like I say, I'm not judging because I'm from that culture and I understand why they feel that way and, you know, it is what it is, you know. When your kids need to eat, they need to eat. You know, you're not thinking about, you know, mistakes you made, nor should you, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it is a result of things past, and this is part of it, something as noble as a civil rights movement. It blew my mind, man. Uncle Tom documentary, one and two. Please watch it. It's a heck of a perspective, you know what I mean? I was surprised to find out that a lot of our civil rights activists were actually trained marxists so basically this is how it goes okay so from top to bottom i mean a quick like ghetto sloppy clumsy synopsis of how i got it <laughs> said through my point of view or perspective so blacks get released from slavery and uh Things weren't great for us, but we were strong, had values, integrity, religion and discipline and not just survived, but actually thrived right after slavery. And this is proven he's got, you know, I mean, you can look at history. I mean, you know, in Black History Month in school, you see, you know, uh. You know, you see successful black people, but, you know, when you in the ghetto going to school, like, you come home and you don't see these people around, you know what I mean? And you kind of don't get the whole picture, you know what I mean? But, okay, so, yeah, we were strong, have values, integrity, religion, and discipline, and not just survive, but actually thrive right after in slavery. In actuality, in comparison to now, like I say, collectively, you could argue that our race as a whole was doing much better then than we are right now. You know what I mean? We kept our families together. The dad was strong in the home. We had faith and religious values that gave us strength through hard times. It didn't focus too much on the unfairness of our situation. You know, a lot of people, and I, like I say, shades of gray because you got people that's like, well, you know, I guess, because part of me feels like, well, we could have did both, you know what I mean? We could have still, you know, accepted our situation and did what was necessary to get through it, but at the same time, tried to make things better. Because that's one thing, like, I kind of felt like the documentary was saying, like, you know, you know, through, they kind of, okay, it was, I kind of felt like they were kind of saying, like, you know, we should have just buckled down and not said nothing and just, you know, just still, you know, made it happen. And, I mean, they were doing that, and they were successful at it, and better before they started trying to do both, actually. Like, before the NAACP and the Civil Rights Movement, when our culture was just kind of like, you know, I hate to say it, but kind of accepting the status quo and, you know, kind of turning the other cheek and not making a big deal about it. Just, you know, it's hard, but we're going to do what we got to do. We were more successful, and, like, kind of a better culture, I guess you could say, morally or, inte- yeah, as far as morals and integrity and uh, values, yeah, we were better in those aspects, you know what I mean? But like I say, shades of gray. because part of you look at it like, I know especially nowadays, people are going to look at it like, well, no, nah, but it was still wrong, and it should have been fixed, you know what I mean? That's how we feel now, we feel... And not that that's entitlement, but some people go, some people are, you know what I mean? Even myself, I've been in situations where I felt, you know, I felt entitled. Uh, not in a lot of those aspects. I've always, you know, been willing to get out there and get it. Like, whether however it may be, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I made some mistakes in my past. But, you know, however I've had to get it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not usually. I haven't been one to not do that, you know what I mean? Like, sit around and complain, you know, pick it or Like, yeah, you know, need money, gotta get out here and get it. This is how I'ma do it. You know, let's get it. But, you know, uh, back then, let me see. Yeah, when that movement hit, you know, we basically spent more time before that movement, before, like, the NAACP and all that, you know what I'm saying? We basically spent more time, beating and defying the odds, doing whatever necessary to be successful, and less time complaining and focusing on the unfairness of it all. You know what I mean? And uh, then the Civil Rights Movement happened. And, I mean, I hate to say it, you hear something as noble as the Civil Rights Movement, but when you really look at it, what it was, and the reason behind it, it kind of was a pre-planned attack on our society through focusing on how bad things were For certain people, remember Marxists over there in Russia and Germany, you know what I mean, they being held down by the rich who are corrupt and, you know what I'm saying, like, I mean, just you can't even compare to the type of mistreatment they were doing and in some ways still are doing to the have-nots, you know what I'm saying, over there, you know what I mean, and chose to try to destroy us by... How, you know, whispering in yeah. They see like, okay, look, blacks over there, they kind of doing going through the same thing. Why aren't they, you know what I mean? Like, if if we can teach them our ways through Marxism, you know what I'm saying, they can probably uprise and take over the government. Or and, But then a lot of that, like, a lot of that was insidious. Some, some of those people knew that that wasn't going to happen. They knew it was just going to create chaos, like bring light to more, like, division, and, you know, like, problems within our society. Like, really try to destroy us from within. And it's people that's been, they, they like, wrote books about it. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't something I'm making up. Like, these are books. uh, Marxists, you could go read. You know what I mean? Like, him, it's another guy. He had, uh, I guess they call him disciples or followers or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, these are documented books in uh, times of history. You know what I'm saying? But you can go. Like, yeah, it was a planned attack, you know what I'm saying? And Like I say, you hear something as noble as, you know, the Civil Rights Movement, and you think, nah, you know what I mean? You look at all those icons, and you know some of them were bamboozled. Now, some of them, it looked like was in cahoots. Some of them knew, like, yeah, I'm in this for me, you know what I'm saying? I know I can get on TV, and I know I can use the oppression of my people to, you know, get power and money and position, and, you know, I mean, some things helped, you know what I mean? Like we got the right to vote and a lot of things was accomplished, but those weren't the only things. Like I say, shades of gray. Those were means to an end. Those weren't the end, you know what I'm saying? Like the a lot of, a lot of people that got involved that they went with to, a lot of prominent blacks that were behind churches and leaders in their community, you know what I mean? Like they went and got them knowing that they would want that power and they used the Inequality and the injustices that we were facing at the time to kind of lure them into their plan. I'm saying they used them as a pawn, you know what I mean? But yeah, civil rights movement happened, pre planned attack on our society, focusing on how bad things were for certain people. And yeah, who did the Marxists choose to execute that plan? The people that were being treated unfairly at the time, us, black people. Now, I know this is probably not just shocking the hear but probably offensive to some who doubt what I'm saying, but I promise. The documentary backs his point of view up expertly with proof from different sources. I urge anyone that feels some type of way or doesn't believe what I'm saying to do your own research by watching both documentaries, especially part two. I'm not gonna give everything away, but yeah, it blew my mind. Icons like Martin Luther King, several others were in the way nothing more than pawns in a way bigger game to destroy not only black people, but to use us and the injustices we were facing at the time as a way to destroy all people, all races in this country by dividing us amongst each other and having us focus on all that was wrong in our country and the ways we differ from each other instead of the few things that we had in common and were doing right. Like, yeah. And, I mean, when you kind of look at it, it worked, you know what I mean? Like, how can I equate it? Like, yeah, you look at, so we started demanding you know, uh, equal everything, you know what I mean? Like the civil rights movement infected not only blacks but consumed the country as a whole when you think about it. Like we was pretty much at war, blacks versus whites, you know what I mean? Like consumed the country as a whole with distraction and rage and violence. It took our focus off of doing what, what needed to be done no matter how bad the situation, you know what I mean? And keeping our integrity and values above what should be or what's fair and what's not. Did that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, it took our focus off of doing what needed to be done no matter the situation and keeping our integrity and values above what should be or what's fair and what's not and shifted our focus on doing whatever it took to bring focus on all that was wrong and unjust in our society. And see, that's what I mean. It's... Like, you hear something like that, and you're like, well, it should have happened. Somebody should have did that. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't. All I'm saying is the reason it happened was kind of, like, insidious. The reason somebody decided that those things should, like, it should be NAACP, you know what I mean? These things, we need to bring these matters to light. The reason for that was, like, yeah, it wasn't to just fix those issues, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like... Even if we meant throwing our values to the side, sacrificing our integrity, missing work due to strikes for fair wages, and doing a lot of other things necessary to bring light to the injustices we suffered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's uh, it's so many shades of gray to the matter that blows your mind. You hear the situation you think to yourself like, yeah, all those things needed to happen. Those injustices injustices should have been pointed out. And I wouldn't say a person is wrong to feel that way, but I do ask you this question. At what cost? You know what I mean? Shades of gray. You know what I mean? Like you need way more context to really have a deep understanding of this particular topic. And for that I urge you to watch the documentary. But when you look at not only the real reason behind the civil rights movement, prove it prove it Marxist plotting. Planning know. Scratched <laughs> it. Like, proving Marxist, plotting and planning, and unleashing the plan to help ruin our country through the use of blacks and the craziness we were going through at that time. Seeking out high-standard church members like Martin Luther King, several other prominent black leaders in our culture at the time. And not only that, but the effects it truly had on us as a society we live in. Like, was that a good thing? You know what I mean? Like, look how, like, being taken care of has become a right now, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, like, you know, I got my link card, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm not going to exhibit myself, but you know, now, some of us use it, I try to use it as a, you know, a means to an end, you know what I'm saying, I use it while I'm eligible, you know what I'm saying, I, I use it to try to get financially stable, you know what I mean, it helped me get financially stable, like, I'm not just, you know, that's not my main thing—I don't know how to say. You know what I'm saying? Like it's—it's—it's it's, it's a help, but it's not something that I plan to be on forever. You know what I mean? So, but for a while, especially, and I mean, yeah, like now, a lot of us, yeah, we are kind of expecting on that, depending on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like was it worth it? Did it work? Did the civil rights. Movement set us free, or did it help make a lot of us slaves to food stamps and public housing? Statewide dependency on the government and what it can offer us instead of what we can do to make things better for ourselves. And like I say, I'm not judging, you know, I'm not judging because, you know, like I say, I got a past and I've definitely made some mistakes and make them every day. But yeah, just on that particular topic, you know, just that perspective, you know what I mean? And like I say, not everyone is like that. A lot of us use the help offered as a quick and useful help, as quick and useful help on our journey to independence and financial success. But let's be honest. There's a lot of us that don't, you know what I'm saying? We become dependent on government funds to survive. It's giving us a feeling of entitlement. Like I say, myself sometimes included. And that that being taken care of is our right. That just because things are unfair or, you know, available, you know what I'm saying, we should be entitled to them. And like I say, I'm not judging. I'm not calling anybody out, but I'm just evoking thought, I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah, so uh, in closing, hope I don't come off... (laughs) I am not to come off like a conspiracy theorist or judgmental of, you know, a particular race, creed, time, history, or anything. It's just a topic of discussion from my point of view. I encourage everyone to check out the Uncle Tom documentaries and come to your own conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, don't take my word for it. uh, And use more than my perspective. Like, it's a good documentary and, yeah. It it can probably explain it more in depth than I am. I'm kind of you know I don't want to do a two hour podcast, but you know so. But it's just a topic of discussion, something to evoke thought, and um, just a rain. rain. Till next time.